0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Road. This is the championship drive brought to you by Buyers Auto. I am Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. The Buckeyes uh, ramping up preparation. They are a week away from the national title game against Alabama. Uh, Ryan Day spoke for the first time since the, the Sugar Bowl and getting ready for the trip down to South Florida, and he was joined by Tuff Orland and Trey Sermon subbing in for Justin Fields. And that's where every conversation about the Buckeyes will begin for the next week. Um, not supposed to be a sign of panic or that Justin Fields will not play, although um, he was scheduled to be the the offensive representative today for the Buckeyes. Ryan Day said that he definitely expects him to play next Monday. Will he be 100%? That seems pretty unlikely, Burm.
2: Yeah, I mean, has he ever been 100%? I mean, that's the the thing about being quarterback and and playing college football at a high level. You get hit a lot, and uh, you're always going to be hurting. Um, I think he's probably going to be hurting a little more than maybe he ever has before, but uh, I guess all you have to do is see the second half of the Clemson game to see that he's clearly uh, able to withstand uh, the pain to play. And, you know, Ryan Day did say that Justin – Woke up on Saturday and said he felt better than he expected to. I would imagine that uh, he'll be handled um, fairly delicately over these next few days. Justin Fields, the Buckeyes have had, what, 7,000 practices this year. I don't think he needs the the, the reps. So I, I, I think that it's really about mental preparation for Alabama more than it is physical anyway for Justin Fields. Um, and I personally was just glad to see that Ryan Day was in such a great mood uh, when everyone kept asking him about it all day over and over and over and over and over. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think some of the national media doesn't get the memo that we've all experienced over the last couple of years with the way Ohio State will handle injuries. Obviously, you ask once, you try and get maybe some insight on what you would do, but uh, no one at Ohio State is going to say if a rib was cracked or broken or strained, whatever, anything. Like, that's, that's not ever been the case. And, you know, it was kind of irritating on Saturday – to see the way people were talking about the medical treatment of him, as if Justin Fields was going to reveal a specific diagnosis immediately after the game on Friday night, uh, or in advance of a matchup against Alabama so that they would have a target to hit. That's just, that's not the way Ohio state operates. The fact that he said he's definitely going to play, that's a lot stronger language than even used about the thumb a week ago. So there is a little bit of insight that you could take away from that. Um, But if you know, the next time the Ohio State offense talks, I wouldn't expect anything more from Justin Fields uh, than he gave on Friday night.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think.
2: Mean, why would he? Sorry, Spencer. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, I mean, this idea that Ohio State forced him to go back onto the field on Friday night is absurd. I mean, it's pure ludicrousness. Luda. <laughs> go ahead.
0: I'm glad we hey, got
2: you sneak that in. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Burma. I, I needed that for my Monday. Uh, but I, I think, you know, he's, he's obviously going to play. That, that, that's just dumb to ask if he's not going to play. I mean, it's the national championship game. He threw for, I think, 200 yards in the second half in a game that he had just gotten hurt in. And he said he woke up feeling better on Saturday than he expected to, because I think we talked after the game on how rough he was probably going to be feeling the next morning. I think, you know, it looked like he got the wind knocked out of him. Maybe there's a a rib issue there, but we're not going to completely speculate on what's going on. As long as he's on the field, Ohio State's got a better chance of winning the national title, whether he's 100% or 65%. So I think as long as he feels good enough right now to be on track to play, I don't think anybody else has anything to worry about.
1: It couldn't have been fun for him because Ohio State adjusted. I mean, they treated this game differently. It was like a normal regular season road game. You know, they – they filed out of there. We were we we're shooting our rapid reaction. Also brought to you by Byers Auto. You know, about two hours after the game ended, and you know the players are trugging out. Well, they were going straight to the airport. They flew home. Didn't land until I you know I can't. I think it was four thirty in the morning when they got back. You know to deal with those injuries and as rough as he was feeling afterwards, that could not have been an enjoyable. I, I hope he got to sleep a very long time and that he actually didn't just wake up again until Sunday because that dude took an absolute beating in that game.
2: The good news is for Ohio State and for Justin Fields that they're not flying like, you know, um, like the rest of us are. Th- those seats are a little more comfortable. I am sure that Justin had some, uh, you know, intense, you know, back massage thing happening you think during he his the flight. B7 boarding group? No, I don't think that Justin Fields was, you know, sitting in the middle row, middle seat of uh, row 37 of a Boeing 737, 700 series. So I think he's good. Um, But you know, the truth is for Justin Fields, like I said, every game that Justin Fields plays, he gets hurt because he plays with sort of reckless abandon and that's what makes him successful. Um, Clearly the Buckeyes were a little bit worried on Friday night after it happened immediately. And he missed one play and then came back in, and proceeded to throw 11 touchdowns. So I don't, I don't think we need to talk about it much more than that. If Justin Fields wakes up tomorrow and can't play, Ohio State is probably still not going to tell us. So what, you know, let's move on and and expect to see one. And uh, if you see anyone else, then you know, danger. Will Robinson. All
1: right, so the guy that, that that has gone in in pressure situations the last couple of times has been C.J. Stroud. Uh, we have uh, believed him to be the backup all along. I know there were questions in October uh, feels like 75 years ago when Jack Miller went in the game, you know, CJ Stroud at that point, our understanding was that he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, So it's not as if things have changed. He's always been CJ Stroud considered to be the backup. Um, You know, we've talked about this and and Spencer and you both mentioned this the other day when he went in, like, would have been nice to see CJ Stroud throw a pass, even though he has the faith of the coaching staff to go in the game we don't know what he can do as a passer. He ran, he ran successfully when he went into that game uh, late against Michigan State, which also feels like it was a very, very long time ago. Um, but I'm just throwing this out there that if something happens, you know, CJ Stroud would have to be the guy and step into that Cardale Jones uh, backup to the rescue role.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh terrible backup option for Ohio State. Obviously, you don't really know what he can do, and you would love to have had their non-conference games to get him in there or a couple more games against, you know, Maryland, for example, maybe even Michigan. The way the season played out, if they would have got to play Michigan, maybe he would have gotten to play the last few minutes of that game. But He would have played more he, than a
1: couple minutes against Michigan.
0: Yeah, pr- probably. Maybe he should have played a couple drives at the end against Clemson. But I, I just think he – has a skill set that we've seen. We just don't really know in a college setting how it works. But I think obviously Ryan Day has some confidence in him or else he wouldn't have put him out there uh, against Michigan State. Maybe he would have went to Gunnar Hoke or, or Jack Miller. So obviously there's some some confidence there. But but you never want to talk about your backup quarterback. You never want the backup quarterback to be the focus. Uh, but luckily for the Buckeyes, whoever's handing the ball off to Trey Sermon uh, has a pretty good chance because Trey Sermon's running so well right now.
1: I, I would think Burm if there was a, you know, you talked about how many practices Ohio State has had, and Ryan Day was asked if he, if he needed to do something differently with Justin Fields' reps this week. I mean, he I don't believe that he needs to practice today or tomorrow or Wednesday, and it probably behooves Ohio State to let C.J. Stroud get some of these. It's been such a weird year. Uh, I mean, the same could be said for Jack Miller as well. Uh, you need everybody to be as ready as possible for uh, a game like this against Alabama, but you know, probably let the backup have some of those number one reps early in the week at least because, you know, he hasn't had the game experience, he hasn't had the spring ball that he thought, um, and you're one play away from potentially needing somebody who can make uh, plays with his arms and his legs.
2: Yeah, and I think that probably is the reason why we didn't see him throw the ball against Clemson because the Buckeyes knew that Justin Field was only one play away at that moment, and it sort of becomes a just-maintain you know, let CJ get in there, run the play, because Justin was only out of that play because he had to be because he got hurt on the play. And so they were for, they're required to take him out, which I guess makes it even more remarkable that, you know, he would have just played the next play if he was able to, uh, according to the rules. So I think the Buckeyes are in that position. We're just like, hey, let's make sure we don't make a mistake here. Um, but at that point, it was 21 to 14 in a, in a big touchdown needed to happen. So, um, you know, I think they felt like they needed to put points on the board that drive, no matter what, but knowing Justin was going to come back in, you could have, um, just taken the, you know, the easy way out with the handoff, but no doubt about it. This year has been so stupid. I mean, knock on anything. I don't care. Find some wood if you need to, but Justin Fields could test positive for COVID tomorrow. And then all this is moot. So, you know, this entire year, the fact that the Buckeyes lost those pre-conference games, um, you know that that sucks it really does suck for CJ Stroud and Jack Miller and Gunnar Hope because those guys have gotten no chance to really get on the field in a normal game situation and here's the you know not so you know a uh, big secret Justin Fields is probably going to get banged up a player two against Alabama too because that's just what happens when you play against Alabama so be you know CJ Stroud better be ready
1: okay so i thought maybe We would be done analyzing all of the coaches' polls, but uh, Ryan Day got uh, another question about that today. Um, Nick Saban gave Ohio State much more credit than Dabo Swinney did, but it was brought up again. Uh, Nick Saban had Ohio State number five and behind Texas A&M. Ryan Day is uh, basically becoming well-versed in ignoring that stuff, but if there's another chance to grab some motivation that Ohio State really doesn't need to play for a national championship, there it is. They can remind everyone that they were number five, Spencer.
0: It's the national championship game. (laughs) Who, who cares? Like the, the semifinal. Okay. You didn't even, uh, Davo didn't want him in the playoff. He put him number 11. Understandable. Use that as the motivation you need to, to get through that semifinal. You get to the national championship game. You're one 60 minute period away from hoisting the trophy that everybody plays for. You don't need this. Like, it just doesn't. It didn't make any sense to me that he fielded the questions, but nonetheless, he did. Uh, I know everybody has to ask him because I guess it's a necessity and a job require or a requirement for their job. But, but it just doesn't make any sense to me to ask him about it. But I'm sure that it will be a little bit of motivation. It won't be written on the whiteboard. I'm sure if the Buckeyes win, you know, ranked five, because top five is still pretty good. I, it's better than eleven, I would say. So I just didn't really understand it, but you know, whatever. It, people just have to ask their questions, I guess
2: how many sec teams did nick saban put in his top four three a hundred so as part owner of the sec nick Saban only two he didn't put florida in there uh or georgia or LSU. i don't know anyone at this point for Saban. but again as part owner of the sec nick saban certainly is has a vested interest in the league you know getting multiple playoff teams so i don't personally care where he put him putting the ohio state fifth to me isn't is basically him acknowledging that they should have been in the playoff, but he had, you know, obligations to put in other SEC teams.
1: I think the same thing is true here. That was true for Clemson. If they're be, if they had to be honest, they did not want to play Ohio state. The coaches poll has no say over who gets in anyway. And honestly, I don't know why there still is a coaches poll or an AP poll when it's completely irrelevant to crowning a national champion. Um, it's definitely helped provide a lot of, uh, content and stuff to debate over the last couple weeks but some of this stuff is just really silly and I don't I'm really glad that whoever that was got to squeeze off their question while the three of us didn't even get in for Ryan Day uh, and the coach that we cover for our livelihoods uh, 365 days a year Um, but that's that's beside the point. Uh, Spencer you are correct. Ohio State does not need any extra motivation to go win the national championship Um, and even if they did they're already a seven, eight-point underdog to Alabama once again. So that by itself pretty much insur- uh, ensures that Ohio State will be locked in this week.
0: It is the pretty national- clear.
2: Oh. Go ahead, Spencer.
0: It's the national championship game. I-, I don't care if he would have ranked them 130th. They made the national championship game. It's a massive game. Go ahead, Berm. I just, I just don't get for? it.
2: No, I mean, I-, I think it was pretty clear from listening to the Alabama press conference today, Dabo Sweeney's rampant – word vomit uh over the last month was obviously noticed by the people at Alabama because they didn't say anything and because that's what that's what programs that are you know professional places are, are you know doing they don't go out there and run their mouths um when they don't gain anything from it. They're going to go out there. They're going to say all the right things. They're going to say Ohio state belongs there. They're going to say they're a good team. Have a the most respect. I love this guy. I love this guy. I love this guy. This is Kumbaya. I mean, that's, that's how it should be when you're leading up to the national championship game. It's boring, but you know, that gives, um, say, Nick Saban's program is not going to go out there and offer up any, you know, scuttlebutt to try to rile up Ohio state.
1: Yeah. That's going to remove, uh, remove a lot of the subplots from, the previews and all of the championship drives brought to you by Byers Auto over the next week. So we'll probably just be talking a lot more football, which is fine by me because these are the two best teams in the country. Uh, this is the matchup that um, most people, I think, expected when we go back to those meaningless polls that were even more meaningless back in August. The one and two, Alabama and Ohio State. The, these are the most talented teams, uh, the best coached, uh, most uh, this is the high stakes game that we live for. Can't wait to go cover it. Uh, With you guys, we'll be down uh, in South Florida by the end of the week. A lot more coverage to come throughout the week, building up to Ohio State and Alabama next week in South Florida. That's Berm, Spencer Holbrook, I'm Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of the Buckeyes at LettermanRow.com. Judy was boring.
0: Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.